Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Radhamadav Kunj Bihari Gopi Janavallav Giri Vardhari Radhamadav Kunj Bihari Gopi Janavallav Giri Vardhari Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Cheva Narotamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tato Jayamudiriet Nashtupraishu Abhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttam Shloke Bhaktir Bhavati Neshtiki. So we are discussing from Canto 1, Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 12, Text, Chapter 12, Birth of Emperor Parikshit, Text 22. Mrigendra Eva Vikranto Nievyo Himavaniva I'm sorry, Nishevyo Himavaniva Titikshur Vasudhevaso Sahishnu Pitraviva Mrigendra Eva Vikranto Nishevyo Himavaniva Titikshur Vasudhevaso Sahishnu Pitraviva Mrigendra Eva Vikranto Nishevyo Himavaniva Titikshur Vasudhevaso 
सहिष्णु पितरा विवा Mrigendra, the lion, Eva, like, Vikrantaha, powerful, Nishevya, worthy of taking shelter, Himavan, the Himalaya mountains, Eva, like, Titikshu, forbearance, Vasudhaiva, like the earth, Aso, the child, Sahishnu, tolerant, Pitrao, parents, Iva, like. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada. This child will be as strong as a lion and as worthy a shelter as a Himalaya mountains. He will be forbearing like the earth and as tolerant as his parents. So the Brahmans are further glorifying Maharaj Parikshit when asked by Yudhishthira Maharaj that tell me the qualities of this child. So they saying this child be as strong as a lion and as, for, as worthy a shelter as a Himalaya mountains. He will be forbearing like earth and as tolerant as his parents. Tolerant as his parent, like Arjun and <coughs> uh, Arjun and uh, Subhadra, right? Not Subhadra. Whose child was it? No, Abhimanyu and Uttara. Abhimanyu and Uttara, right? Sorry. One is compared to the lion when one is very strong in chasing an enemy. One should be a lamb at home and a lion in the chase. The lion never fails in the chase of an animal. Similarly, the head of the state should never fail in chasing an enemy. The Himalaya mountains are famous for all richness. There are innumerable caves to live in, numberless trees of good fruit to eat, good springs to drink water from, 
and profuse drugs and minerals to cure diseases. Any man who is not materially prosperous can take shelter of these great mountains and he will be provided with everything required. Both the materialist and the spiritualist can take advantage of the great shelter of the Himalayas. On the surface of the earth, there are so many disturbances caused by the inhabitants. In the modern age, the people have begun to detonate atomic weapons on the surface of the earth. And still the earth is forbearing to the inhabitants, like a mother who excuses a little child. Parents are always tolerant to children for all sorts of mischievous acts. An ideal king may be possessed of all these good qualities, and the child Parikshit is foretold to have all these qualities in perfection. Om Jnan Timrandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Guruve Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manubhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yuta Padakamlam Shri Gurun Vaishnavanshta Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitanshta E Krishna Karuna Sindhu Deen Bandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostate Tapta Kanchan Gaurangi Radhe Vrinda Vaneshwari Vrishbhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatarubhyasya Kripa Sindhu Bhyayevacha Patita Nam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namonama Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gauravakta Vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna. So the Brahmins are explaining that this child will be as strong as lion and as worthy as shelter as the Himalaya mountains. And Prabhupada says, so one should be a lamb at home and a lion in the chase. Means at home with his relatives and near and dear ones, he should not be like a lion and trying to put everybody down or chase them. <laughs> but but while chasing an enemy or chasing an animal, a lion never gives up. He is always victorious. And Prabhupada says, similarly, the head of the state should never fail in chasing an enemy. Because this is this is the duty of a Kshatriya to take care of their population, people who are under them. And if an enemy attacks, they should they should chase them away or kill them. 
and this was uh, also mentioned in other places by Prabhupada, that a Kshatriya, when he goes to war, either he comes back victorious or he dies. He comes back dead. He doesn't come back alive. This was this was the rule. And in some time back in in Rajasthan in India, there was a king who went to fight with that enemy, and the king got injured. And he came back. But the queen did not open the door to the kingdom, to the fort. She said, no, you cannot come back alive. Either you get, either you kill the enemy, then come back, or you come back dead. You just cannot come back like that. These are the real Kshatriyas. Kshatriyas didn't, did not mean like these days, people think, oh, they just like to fight. That's it. No. Fight following their principles. <clears throat> this is what even Krishna told Arjuna in Bhagavad Gita. You are a Kshatriya. What, what are you talking about? You're going to run away from the battlefield? And you think Duryodhan and Dushasan and Karna, they will... They'll glorify you that you were so kind-hearted, compassionate, that you you gave up the war and you will be... Uh, and, and because you didn't want to kill us, they'll be ridiculing you. And for a Kshatriya or for any person who's honored, dishonor is worse than death. It is even worse than death. So Krishna was trying to bring out his Kshatriya spirit. Before he told about, you're not this body, you're so. First he said, you're a Kshatriya. How can you refuse to fight? Where this impotency has come upon you. And, and then, then Arjun well, this was one of the logics Krishna gave. And even, even an Acharya has explained, Arjuna was saying that I'll go live like a beggar. I will live on begging instead of killing my own relatives, grandfather and guru. I would rather live begging. And an Acharya has explained that Krishna said, you think you, you're, you're a Kshatriya. You cannot, you cannot live like a beggar. And in the society of beggars, what happens is when they go out for begging and come back and everybody gets something in the begging bowls. And then the, even in that society, the stronger beggar, he, he takes stuff away from the weaker beggars. And Krishna was saying, that when you see this kind of injustice happening, you're going to pick up your begging bowl and break the head of that stronger beggar. <laughs> because you're a Kshatriya. Kshatriya, kshatrayate iti kshatriya, means one who protects people under him. You won't be able to see injustice. So, you're going to fight, might as well fight here. <laughs> this is kshatriya. And, and the kshatriyas, obviously they were, they were guided by the brahmans. 
to take care of the population. So they were always, the Varnashram system is set up by Krishna in such a way that everybody could fulfill the purpose of life, living according to their own qualities. <clears throat> and this is this is a, one of the greatest quality of a Kshatriya, is he's going to protect. Just like um, after after the war of Mahabharata was over, and um, Arjun was visiting Dwarka, and a Brahman came. Or it was the other way around. It was Krishna visiting Hastinapur. I'm forgetting, I'm mixing up that story, uh, that incident, where it happened. So Brahman came and his son had died, newborn son had died. So Brahman came to the palace and he said, What, there are no Kshatriyas here? There's no king here? And Arjun was there and Arjuna, what happened? Krishna was also there. And Brahman said, what kind of king is there that father is living and son has died? So means that something is wrong in the, in the ruler. The king is not acting properly. And there is there no Kshatriya who can protect my son? The Arjuna got really puffed up. He said, you have your son again, you have your uh, impregnate your wife, and I'll protect your son, next son. Because the Brahman had lost some sons before. And Brahman was like, no, 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 I cannot take chances again. And Arjun said, no, 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 I'll protect you. Protect your son, or otherwise I'll, I'll uh, emulate myself, I'll kill myself. And Krishna was there, Krishna was like, no, Arjun, don't make these kind of promises, <laughs> otherwise I have to protect you. <laughs> Why, why you make these promises? Arjun said, now I have said, I said, whatever is said, done is done. Okay, so Brahman again, his wife conceived and he informed Arjun that my wife has conceived, so very soon the son will be born. So Arjun came with his bow and arrow and he, he covered the whole heart of Brahman with his arrows to protect so nobody can enter. But as soon as the child was born, he died. Now Arjun was, now what to do? I have to kill myself. So he made the pyre and lit up the fire and he was going to jump into it and Krishna stopped. No, no, let's, let's see what, what's happening here. Let's go check out what's, where are the, all the sons of Brahman going? So Krishna, Arjun, they both went on the chariot of Krishna and the first they went to Yampuri and Yamraj said, no, I have nothing to do with it. I did not kill his child. Please don't, don't scare me by coming here. It's good you came to give me darshan, but that's about it. So then Krishna took Arjun outside this universe and it was all orchestrated by Mahavishnu actually. Mahavishnu had taken the sons of Brahman because Mahavishnu wanted to take darshan of Krishna and he could not come down to take darshan so he arranged so that Krishna can come and give his darshan. 
But this was the Kshatriya spirit. And Arjun was true to this Kshatriya spirit. That never give up. And similarly, these Brahmans are saying, this Maharaj Parikshit will be like that. He will never give up chasing, never fail in chasing an enemy. In Maharaj Parikshit, at that time when he was ruling, he was ruling all over the earth. It wasn't just like little tract of land which is which we call as Bharat Varsha now. It was all over the earth he was ruling. And that is why when, when that Shudra came and he was beating up the uh, bull, Maharaj Parikshit came to chastise him. And he was ready to kill that Shudra. But Shudra fell down at his feet and Maharaj Parikshit forgave him because he was surrendered now. But that Shudra was Kalyuga personified. He said, give me some place where I can stay. Okay, you can stay wherever there is meat eating, intoxication, gambling and illicit sex. Kalyuga said, in your kingdom there are no such places. So where I'm going to stay? Okay, wherever there is hoarding of money and gold, illegal money and gold, there you can stay. So this was this was how kingdom of Maharaj Parikshit was. There were no places of intoxication, gambling, meat eating, and illicit sex. Such a such a great king he was, and. And the Brahmans are foretelling that this this will be the qualities of Maharaj Parikshit. <clears throat> and and then he will be like Himalaya mountains, where everybody can go and everybody can get whatever they want. Prabhupada explains materialist or spiritualist, they both can take advantage of the great shelter of the Himalayas. Spiritualists, because when they go, they all, what do they want? They want some caves where they can do some meditation and some fruits and roots and herbs to eat. And they get plenty in the Himalayas. And materialists, because they find all kind of riches over there, they can find minerals and riches. And, and obviously these days we go and cut down the trees and want to make nice mountain, side homes, or whatever they want. So materialists find their things also. So Maharaj Parikshit would be like that. He would take care of everybody. Materialists, spiritualists, everybody. He would provide for them. And this was, this was a duty of a king, a real king, head of the state. Not like these days, okay, just levy taxes and taxes, more and more taxes. And who cares if people are getting what, what they need or not, they don't care. And then Prabhupada says, or, or the shloka says, on the surface of the earth there are so many disturbances caused by the inhabitants. In the modern age, the people have begun to detonate atomic weapons on the surface of the earth. And still the earth is forbearing to the inhabitants. Not just the atomic weapons. We are extracting oil from earth. 
And Prabhupada did mention in some place, some one of the purports that because of this constant drilling of oil, the earth is uh, it's tilted, but it has tilted more, or some disturbances are happening on the earth in the in its in its orbit because of so much of drilling of oil going on. But Mother Earth is still taking care of us, still providing us with whatever we need for our livelihood. This is how protective and caring Mother Earth is, just like Mother is for her children. She she's always forbearing and excuses little child, even if they do all sorts of nonsense. And with the kind of atheists are there on earth, with the kind of people who don't believe in anything, don't if they want to destroy the nature the, uh, in every way possible, still Mother Earth is taking care of us. Of course, time to time there are disturbances, there are earthquakes, there are tsunamis and hurricanes and tornadoes mother nature takes care of okay don't don't overdo about whatever you're doing nonsense you're doing in earlier days in satyuga treta yoga even dwapara yoga people were so religious it is said in satyuga they didn't even have to cultivate earth earth would give everything Without even cultivation, all the crops were produced. When we read about Maharaj Prithu, Maharaj Prithu said, <coughs> why you are not producing whatever my uh, public needs, the population needs? And Mother said, they are not doing the yagya. And the king is not okay. So I'm not giving, I'm, I'm holding everything within myself. But when Maharaj Prithu was there, she started giving everything. During the uh, rule of Maharaj Yudhishthir, it's this time when Maharaj Yudhishthir is ruling and Parikshit was born, it is said at the rule of Maharaj Yudhishthir, the population did not have any of the miseries, Adidevik, Adibotik, Adiatmic Klesh. They didn't have to go through any of the miseries. He was such a good ruler. He was he was devotee and and known for his rule. And that was the reason Krishna put him on the throne, created such a big war just to put Maharaj Yudhishthir on the throne. So many people got killed. Why? Because Maharaj Yudhishthir, he was Dharmaraj, he was Dharmatma. So this is how the king or the leader should be. People talk of Ram Rajya, that like Lord Ram was when Lord Ram was ruling, that kind of Rajya we want, that kind of um, government we want. <coughs> but Bhagavatam talks about Yudhishthir Maharaj also. That was only about 5,000 years ago, not too long ago. There were no disturbances on earth. We can't even imagine that kind of situation. How can there be a rule, no disturbances? 
Everybody was happy. And just one king, Maharaj Yudhishthira from Hastinapur, ruling all over the world. And so many leaders have come afterwards. Alexander wanted to rule over the earth. Hitler wanted to rule over the earth. They could not. They were not qualified and they had their own ulterior motives. They were not there to serve the public. They just wanted to rule. And this was, this was wrong. But Mother Earth still takes care of everybody. Still forbears all its children. Just like mother has to some, sometimes punish the child if, she, if he is going a little more crazy than he's supposed to. So Mother Earth also does, but she still gives us everything. And as tolerant as his parents. So he would be very, very tolerant. Just like he tolerated this Kalyuga personified Shudra. And, and he tolerated the curse of Shringi. He said, okay, he said, I'll, I'll go through it. Instead of retaliating, instead of cursing back, or instead of protecting himself in any other way. He just tolerated so, so many wonderful qualities of Maharaj Parikshit are mentioned here. And Prabhupada said, and the child Parikshit is foretold to have all these qualities in perfection. Not just in little bit, to little bit degree. In perfection, he would have all these qualities. And such a child with wonderful qualities, if he is born, he, he cannot just commit an offense against a rishi putting a snake around his neck. That was all, all orchestrated by Krishna. <clears throat> and that is the reason with all these qualities that he had, that when he sat down and he wanted to listen to Bhagavatam, Shukdev Goswami himself came to speak. So in that incident when he went, when he was hungry and thirsty and went to the uh, hermitage, he saw the sage Shamikrishi sitting, he did not welcome. And later on, when Bhagavatam was being spoken, seven days, seven nights, he sat there without eating, without drinking, without getting up, without even uh, lying down to have a one second of nap or whatever, did nothing. If he could tolerate all this hunger and thirst and sleep, listening to Bhagavatam, he could have easily tolerated at that time also, when he went to the uh, hermitage. So it's all, it's all in, in, the, in the life of devotees or personalities like Maharaj Parikshit, we can understand it was all orchestrated by Krishna. That's all it was. But all these uh, great qualities that he is, he is going to have and he would have, <coughs> um, so we would be studying more about him and, and the qualities that he is going to have. And what an ideal king, what an ideal child he would be.
to to come in the in the lineage of Yudhishthira Maharaj and the Pandavas and Abhimanyu. Such a great person. And he is the one who ruled all over all over the world. <coughs> so I guess I can stop here. See anybody has any questions or comments? Thank you, Prabhuji, for the class. Uh, my question is, Prabhuji, um, there is a saying, right? Yatha Raja Tatha Prachar, right? So all we see, be it India, be it US, everywhere you go, the leaders, the first thought is like, you know, I'm not mentioning the name, but like, yeah, they are corrupt, they cannot be trustworthy. So if your leaders are like that, then you can imagine how the population will act. And that also happens in the spiritual realm. We see so many leaders and then the scandals come. So, is there any hope? <laughs> <laughs> well, for the for the government leaders, Prabhupada said, because there's democracy, so we are, in Prabhupada's words, we are rascals, so we choose a rascal leader. <laughs> so, what do we expect? <laughs> And Kalo Shudra Sambhava. So we are Shudras, so we choose a Shudra leader. So cannot expect more than that. And in spiritual realm also, there are so many cheaters and cheated. So many of them. And that is why Prabhupada again and again warned us, just don't just follow any spiritual, any person who says, I'm spiritually advanced, so I can give you the real thing. So he again and again says on it should be bona fide spiritual master coming in a parampara, proper bona fide parampara, giving the right knowledge. And and one should um, one should test. But then again people want something cheap. They don't want to follow any rules and regulations. Prabhupada himself said, if I, if I did not impose these rules and regulations, I would have millions and millions of followers. But then what would be the use? Who could have imagined Prabhupada coming to America and telling, okay, no meat eating, no drinking, no <laughs> illicit sex, no gambling. Who would have imagined that somebody like that would have so many followers? Even at that time, there were so many. But this was because of purity of Srila Prabhupada. And followers understood he is a real well-wisher and he uh, wants to uh, make us spiritually advanced. It wasn't just a bogus claim by so many people Prabhupada was not like that. So yes, there would be every kind of so-called spiritual leader. Of course, they are not leader leaders. Like once somebody asks, what's, what's a false guru? Prabhupada says, if he is a false, he cannot be guru. <laughs> How can he be guru if he is such a false person? If he's a <laughs> So, so the guru means real guru. Otherwise, there's so many people. 
and and in India, there are practically incarnations everywhere. In every city, there could be an incarnation of God who claims to be incarnation. And that is why scriptures, scriptures are very, very important. Sadhu and Shastra are the two eyes by which we should be able to see. But then again, somebody can say, Shastra means, okay, you are saying you're from Iskon, so you're, whatever Prabhupada has written, this is what we follow, and we follow our Shastra. But then we have to judge by the results. What results are we getting? Are we, are we becoming more spiritually advanced, more materially detached by following that person, following the teachings, or not? It's, everything is in the result, like the taste of the pudding is in the pudding. <laughs> so we have to see by the results. By following Prabhupada's teachings, the this, uh, procedure or the whole thing that he set up, Mangalarti morning program and then Bhagavatam and then services and the evening program, people have become advanced, very, very advanced. Advanced devotees, advanced Vaishnavas, written so many wonderful books also, and leading the movement all over. So, so this is, that's why it's a bona fide movement. Others, you have to see by the result. <laughs> and Another great quality of Prabhupada's books is nowhere in any other purport you read, any page you can pick up, nowhere Prabhupada said, I think this is why, or I believe so. No. Everywhere he just quoted the Shastras or quoted Acharyas. Other books, if you read, they always say, oh, I believe this, I think so, perhaps, maybe, in proper books, nowhere it is. So he's, he's authority, he's quoting everything from the scriptures. He's not speculating, he did not write anything on his own. Of course, he gave, um, his purports are based on Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, Baldevid Devushan, Jeeva Goswami's commentaries. But he presented everything in simple language for us to learn and us to read and us to imbibe these teachings. If we read those commentaries, I don't think we would be able to do anything, <laughs> understand anything. So th that way, yes, he has presented in very simple English language. But other than that, he did not change the message. He did not change the message at all. And that's why his books are very, very powerful. And if we read, there are 700 commentaries on Bhagavad Gita. If you pick up any of those commentaries, we won't be able to understand anything. Forget about what the real message is. So, yes, there are different leaders, cheaters, and people who want to be cheated, they go to those kind of leaders. What to do? So that makes our job 
more rigorous. <laughs> we have to preach, we have to distribute Prabhupada's books. So that people get the real knowledge, right knowledge. There's, there's no other way out. <laughs> Many times in India, because in December month, it's a big marathon going on all over the world, but in India they t- really go out and uh, distribute. Many times people complain, why are you taking Bhagavad Gita's on the street, on the roads, on the, uh, the traffic signals and trying to distribute this way? You look like beggars and this and that. But the point is, because you are not going to come to the temple to buy these books, so we have to come out and give you these books. <laughs> this is for your benefit. People will keep on complaining. But ISKCON is now known for this book distribution and many other things besides that. The book distribution and... Bhagavad Gita is very, so popular. Iskons Bhagavad Gita is so popular in India. So popular. Because everybody has pretty, pretty, pretty much every person that we talk to, oh, I have a copy. I have a copy of Iskons Bhagavad Gita. But still somehow they buy or they sponsor so others can get it. Because this is the, this is real knowledge that Prabhupada has given. And other other books, if you read, you cannot make out anything actually. Anything. So, so we all have to work hard on this. Yes, Mata. Well, one sentence was, one should be a lamb at home and lion in the chase. (laughs) Like Prabhupada said, one should be like a Bengali mother at home and English lady outside. (laughs) So, means when we are outside, of course we are not supposed to fight like a lion, but when we are preaching, when we are talking to others about Krishna, about Prabhupada, Prabhupada's books, we can be very forceful. But at home, taking care of the family, that should be done very nicely. And other qualities, just like um, uh, Himalaya mountains, that we should be able to take care, like Himalaya mountains, take care of everybody. So we should be able to take care of whoever comes. In, a, in an appropriate way, just like for a grihastha, it is mentioned that before he takes his meals, he goes out and shouts, is anybody hungry? Three times he shouts, and when nobody replies, then he comes and takes his meal. To whatever extent it is practical. <laughs> of course, we don't want any, any uh, anti-social elements coming to our house. But means it should be charitably disposed. Charity has to be done. And then um, forbearing. We have to be for we have to be like Mother Earth. She 
forbears or she she excuses even something being wrong done to her so we have to we have to dwell, have these qualities so trinada vishuni chenataro riva sahishuna mahaprabhu also said that so we have to be tolerant we have to be humble if we want to make progress spiritually to kirtanya sadahari to always chant we have to have these qualities so yes many many qualities are there and in bhagavad gita and other chapters also more qualities are mentioned so slowly slowly we'll get there how tolerant prabhupad was 26 second avenue 70 year old mahabhagavat all the hippies who were coming and he was cooking for them he was cleaning afterwards he was giving lectures he was teaching them everything and when they leave they would say swami ji next time when i come when we come please prepare this item for us and prabhupad was very lovingly doing that later on after many sundays uh, i believe it was satswarup maharaj what was his previous name i forgot his legal name and he said swami ji can i help you with cleaning <laughs> professor okay i was i was hoping for somebody to ask so forbearing tamalkesh maharaj once told a story in one of the temples i don't remember which temple which country what the name of the devotee i don't remember that but the point is and there was this accountant and temple president kicked him out because he was stealing money and prapat came to that temple and that devotee who was the accountant who stole money he came to prapat he back for forgiveness prapa said okay come back and told the temple president to make him the accountant again after few months or so prapa again went to the same temple and temple president again kicked the accountant out because he was again stealing money and tamalkesh maharaj was with prapa and prapa again called him back and again told the temple president keep him as the accountant and now he told the accountant if you steal now i'll disown you okay so accountant temple president left tamalkesh maharaj asked prabhat will you really disown him kick him out prabhat said no i cannot do that he said lord nityananda is very merciful and just his servant so this was mood of prabhupada we are ready to judge people working under us and ready to give the punishment but prabhupada was like that he tolerated and he is still tolerating all of us
Hare Krishna, yes, Prabhu. Thank you. So uh, we were talking about the Kshatriyas and later you mentioned in one of your answer uh, Kaloshudra Sambhava. So the my question is like right now if we consider that we are Shudra in terms of like we are in Kali Yuga, so everyone is Shudra. So and we're talking about the injustice and all other things. So Considering that we are Shudra, how we can respond to injustice? Maybe because this is a duty of Kshatriya, so they will respond more, but we are Shudra, so how we can respond to injustice? Kalo Shudra Sambhava Sanskarat Bhavet Dvija. That's also there. So by Sanskar or by cultivation, one can become even a Brahman. So by cultivation of qualities, one can become Kshatriya also. So so this is cultivation. The training has to be there, proper training under proper guru to to become a right Kshatriya and Vaishya also, Shudra, uh, and, and Brahman and uh, Prabhupada. Or Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by his mercy and proper brought his mercy and he is making everybody Vaishnava, <laughs> even even beyond Brahmans. And that's why he wanted to establish Devi Varnasharam system. He he said my fifty percent of my work is undone because I could not establish the Varnasharam system. So Varnasharam means Brahman, Kshatriya, Vaishya, Shudra, everybody. So by by cultivating those qualities and taking up that work properly, one can become, become a Kshatriya. But, but the, the inner calling has to be there. Is that okay? Thank you. Yes, sir. Sometimes we hear that Prabhupada's instructions, like you were saying, that we follow Prabhupada's instructions and that's our future. A lot of times people say, though, that Prabhupada's instructions don't apply to the future. Like in the eighth canto of the Bhagavatam, it's, it's stated that um, dogs and cats should never be allowed into the house. Or there's another place where Prabhupada says that oil is never recommended in preparations for the deities. Everything should be cooked with ghee. Or I can give many examples why uh, or there's no such, no divorce is never allowed. And it's become kind of common now that if you bring up something that Prabhupada said, one of his instructions, It'll be just dismissed. They'll say, "Oh, Prabhupada says so many things. 
or that just applies for that's you know uh, before the turn of the century doesn't that's there's no it has no bearing or, or meaning now those those instructions of Prabhupada in the future it has to be uh, innovation and things need to be changed because of time place and circumstances so how is it that you're you're saying that these instructions are like for the future are and then are they really or is it just uh, for another time place See, the basic instructions of chanting 16 rounds following the four principles. Those are the foundation. Everything has to be prepared in ghee or oil or the milk in America we get, it's all mixed with fish oil. So, that has, every temple has to see its resources, how practical it is. That's my understanding. But the very foundation is chanting 16 rounds, following the four regulative principles. The rest, if there is not enough money for ghee, that doesn't mean we stop cooking. <laughs> So if we cannot afford organic milk without vitamin D, doesn't mean we stop offering whatever milk we have. That That is my understanding of utility as a principle, right? Is that okay? So I guess we can stop here. You all have a safe and wonderful day. Jai Srila Prabhupada. Grantra Srimad Bhagavatam ki, Srila Prabhupada ki, Nitai Gaur Premananti.